Chapter 19 of Life of St. Gerard Magella. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Life of St. Gerard Magella by Rev. O. R. Vassal Phillips. Chapter 19 His Last Illness. On reaching Capuscelli, St. Gerard went straight to bed. He was indeed very ill. Reduced to a skeleton, he already looked the picture of death. The hemorrhage was almost continual, and a complication of maladies caused him much pain. In the midst of his sufferings, he lost none of his customary tranquility of spirit. To suffer together with Jesus, under the eyes of his blessed mother Mary, had been the longing of his whole life. So now his one request was that a large crucifix and a picture of Our Lady should be placed by his bedside. His gaze was ever on the figure of his crucified Lord, and from time to time he broke forth into loving exclamations. O oh, my Jesus, I suffer much, but it is for thee, who art dead upon the cross for love of me. It costs little to suffer when one suffers for thee. Or again, my Jesus, thou didst die for me. I wish to die to please thee. One day the Father Rector found him, as it seemed, in his last agony. All the color had left his face. His pallor was like that of one from whom life has already departed. Suddenly his eyes fell upon the crucifix. He at once seemed as a man transformed. His face kindled. His cheeks were flushed anew, as though in health. The rector asked in astonishment the meaning of this sudden change. Gerard sighed and simply said with much animation, O oh, Father, great is my longing to be united to my God. On the door of his room the saint had written in large characters, so that they might be ever before him, the words, Here is done that which God wills, as God wills, and for as long as he wills it. His devotion to the holy will of God seemed to grow in intensity every day. The Father Rector, once seeing his great suffering, asked him if he was perfectly conformed, in all things, to the divine will. Yes, Father, replied St. Gerard, in all simplicity. I think that I am conformed to it. I say to myself that my bed represents God's will for me, and that on my bed I am nailed to the most adorable will of my God. It even seems to me that the will of God and myself have become one. So closely are we united together. He made an equally touching remark to his doctor, who had asked him if he wished to live or to die. I do not wish to live, answered Gerard, nor do I wish to die. I only wish that which God wishes. To say the truth, I should wish to die that I might be united with him. But at the thoughts of death, I am afflicted at the remembrance that as yet I have suffered nothing for the love of Jesus Christ. The saint had many visitors from outside the convent walls to his sick room. They were nearly all witnesses of marvelous scenes, 
thus one of them canon camillus Boggio, wrote a letter in which he stated that he visited st gerard almost every day and often found him wrapped in ecstasy the canon noticed that as soon as ever the holy brother came to himself he turned his heart to god in fervent prayer meanwhile as gerard grew visibly worse it was thought wise to give him the holy viaticum the whole community was gathered round his bed and father buonamano in the enforced absence of the father rector brought the most blessed sacrament at the approach of him who was the only love of his heart st gerard had himself raised in the bed in the most respectful attitude that was possible then before his communion he burst out into affections of love and confidence towards our divine lord after communion he begged to be left alone the next day he was much worse to his other ailments was now added a persistent dysentery which reduced him to a great state of weakness it was thought that he would hardly pass the night but a great change was soon to take place father fiocchi who was still st gerard's director on hearing of his dangerous illness sent him an obedience not to lose any more blood and to recover his health this note was given to the saint he read it and then placed it on his breast shortly afterwards dr santarelli arrived to pay his usual visit seeing the paper in the holy brother's hands he asked what it was that he was clasping so tenaciously it is answered gerard a letter from father fiocchi he orders me not to spit any more blood and what do you mean to do now continued the physician by way of reply the servant of god said to the infirmarian brother will you take away that basin i shall not need it any more nor did he but the dysentery still continued what is the use asked santarelli of the one trouble ceasing if the other is to continue the saint then remarked that the obedience which he had received did not extend to the dysentery whereupon the good doctor hastened for one of the fathers who asked saint gerard how he could have no scruple at only obeying by halves since it was clear that father fiocchi intended him to recover altogether in that case father said gerard i will obey in everything when the medical man came again in the afternoon the saint told him that he would get up next day as the doctor could not help smiling at this he added yes tomorrow i shall get up and if you like i am ready to eat something now the physician hesitated fearing lest he might hasten his death however on seeing him so confident he began himself to have some hope he was a man of strong faith and had often been the witness of marvels worked by st gerard's power with god a basket of peaches had just been sent to the sick brother and the infirmarian had placed them on the table the doctor looked at them and said if you promise me that you will execute the obedience that you have received you may eat one of these peaches 
Gerard took one immediately, and a second, and a third. Santarelli then left him, but not without some anxiety. His apprehensions were groundless. Next day, the feast of Our Lady's Nativity, the Holy Brother got up as he had said that he would, and resumed his usual place in the community. When he appeared once more at dinner in the refectory, the inspired saying of the wise men must surely have been in the mind of every one who saw him. The obedient man shall speak of victories. This is the divine promise, and perhaps never before had the words been verified more wondrously than in this recovery of St. Gerard from the very brink of the grave. But the saint well knew that it was only a few short weeks that the time of his pilgrimage was to be prolonged when one of the brothers expressed to him the joy of all at seeing his health apparently re-established he replied at once that god had so disposed it for his own greater glory and in order to show the value of obedience in his sight but that in a short while he would be in eternity all through the month of september he was getting weaker and weaker when october came he was like a ghost in appearance and evidently could not hold out much longer on the fourth day of the month he met his friend the doctor and told him that he had fulfilled the obedience which had been given him but that he knew that his end was approaching fast and that his case was hopeless the next morning he was forced once more to take to the bed from which he was never more to rise meanwhile during his short period of convalescence he had been supernaturally acquainted with the happy death of sister mary celestine costa rosa it was to this nun that the first vision concerning the foundation of the congregation of the most holy redeemer had been vouchsafed by god her friendship with saint gerard was of old standing and now her entry into the heavenly country was made known to him from on high it was the fourteenth of september and one of the lay brothers stephen sperduto by name noticing that there was something unwanted about his look that day asked him the reason no my dear brother answered gerard that this very day at foggia the beautiful soul of sister mary celestine has winged its flight to paradise she has gone to receive the reward due to her great love for jesus and mary soon afterwards the news arrived that the holy sister whose name must ever be linked with that of st alphonsus in the annals of the congregation had in truth departed this life at the very time indicated by st gerard another revelation of a similar nature followed shortly afterwards a painter living at Oliveto, a relation of don salvatore had to go to capicelli on business before leaving home he went to see the archpriest to find out whether he had any commissions for the convent the next day he arrived at capicelli early in the morning gerard opened the door for him and said at once the archpriest is plunged in grief for his father has just breathed his last it is not possible replied the painter i saw the old man in his son's house last night he was then in excellent health and desired to be kindly remembered to you all 
the saint insisted that he was just dead from a stroke of apoplexy in that case said the painter i must go home to pay him the last respects by being present at his funeral yes go at once answered gerard and tell the archpriest that he may be quite happy about his excellent father he has saved his soul thus were the secrets of the other world open to the gaze of the faithful servant who was himself so soon to enter the golden portals of the city of his king End of chapter 19 Recording by John Brandon